0: Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. Perhaps you've heard the story, I'm guessing you have, the fable, the story of The Boy Who Cried Wolf. The problem with The Boy Who Cried Wolf was he kept crying wolf when there was no wolf. That bombardment of untrue stories eroded the trust until when there actually was a wolf, nobody came. Now it seems a little redundant these days to talk about the boy who cried wolf because that story was way back when but how many wolves are on the horizon right now that are ready to devour you that you've been warned about you've been warned about the wolf of dot 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 and i'm wondering if those untrue stories are beginning to add up have you reached the place where If a wolf did show up, you'd question whether or not the wolf was actually a wolf, to the wolf's face, because you just don't believe in wolves anymore. Leaders know that this erosion of trust, not truth, but trust, is the result of an ongoing bombardment of untrue stories. That's what I want to talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And I can tell you the just from my own history, there was a whole lot of time, I've said before, that I would make up stories. uh, Stories meaning lies that they had no truth in them. I, I made up stories about being a stunt car driver when I was nine years old. Yeah, figure that one out. I came up with all kinds of fantastic, fanciful, untrue stories. And I got really good at storytelling, even when there were no facts to back it up. And I know that there are people who have literally made careers from telling a series of untrue stories. Untrue stories on their resume... Untrue stories in their interview process. Untrue stories in their public application for office. Untrue story, just untrue stories. Lots and lots of untrue stories. And the sad thing is, we've kind of reached a place of fatigue. We've heard so many lies. We've seen so many Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook filters that allow you to present something that isn't even remotely true. A face that looks like not just great makeup, but new bone structure, and when you meet that person in face to face, you're like, "Is that the, is that the same face you had online? Is that the same you? Are you're gonna have to show me some ID because I'm not, and make sure it's not a fake ID." Because we've just been lied to so much. So many people who've manufactured stories that have zero modicum of truth in them, and that leads us to be. Weary. Weary and weary. A little bit cautious and really tired of the nonsense. The challenge for a lot of leaders is that, especially if you're a leader who's on the cutting edge of innovation, if you're operating in a space where you genuinely do come up with new ideas, new innovations that people have never heard of before, when you come up with these new ideas, it takes a grand sense of imagination it takes stretching the boundary of the way things are right now and the way things have always been in order to produce something that never has been before. Product development requires that. New codes, new software programs, new apps, new devices, electric cars versus gas-powered cars. You've really got to stretch your imagination to come up with these kind of things. And the challenge is this juxtaposition between fanciful imagination that says we've got to be able to think outside the box we're living in to come up with new ideas and this holding on to the past because it's the only thing that we can recognize as tangible truth. The problem is when all of these bombardment of lies, the untrue stories, the fanciful ideas, the crying of wolf over and over and over and over erode our trust, then we have a real hard time trusting in the imagination that would be innovation. Leaders really should be cautious in the stories that they tell to distinguish between the imagination that leads us into the future and the stories of the past that allow us to hold on to the absolute reality that we've come from. When we start to mess with history, We start to tell a different story about history than what was actually there. The result of that is a belief system that questions absolutely everything and believes absolutely nothing. We become weary and wary. We become tired of hearing all of the ideas that were before as if they were so wonderful, but look where they left us. But we also become very cautious about every new idea. We neither trust the past nor the future. And that erosion of trust means we operate kind of on our own. See, the challenge with the lack of trust is that it leads to anarchy. If you can't trust the people who are providing for you, protecting you, leading you, guiding you, that means you make every decision on your own. And you make every decision on your own as if there are no consequences. There's no evidence to the fact that if you lie and you get caught, you'll pay a price. It used to be. I was watching videos this morning, just this morning, about a teacher and a student who got into a fistfight in the classroom. The student did everything he could to provoke the teacher, and finally the teacher snapped and went off on him. Well, the questions are being asked. Whose fault is it that, that the kid begins to act this way? What's gone wrong in our school system that a teacher would get physical with a student in that way? And there's a whole plethora of ideas around how this comes to be. Eric Thomas even spoke on a very similar subject when he said, you know, I don't have this issue in schools like this or like this or like this or like this, but only in schools like this. And Eric Thomas, Dr. Eric Thomas, motivational speaker to high school students, very clearly said, this is a racial issue for me. Dr. Eric Thomas said when I speak in white schools kids don't act this way. When I speak in Jewish schools or Hispanic schools, kids don't act this way. It's when I come back to my own neighborhood, my own community that the kids treat me with such incredible disrespect. Those are Dr. Eric Thomas's words, not mine. But I'm asking you the question, how did we get to a place where there's no trust? There's no respect? There's no honor for the person who might be delivering information to us. The answer is really simple. The boy who cried wolf hasn't stopped crying wolf. So many ideas have been pounded down the throats of young people that have had no merit. I'm Not to get political about the topic, but it's in the news right now that what was suspected two and a half years ago that... Some of the numbers were maybe a little stretchified, maybe like really stretchified about how many people actually had a, a problem with this pandemic thing. Then there were people who were in the hospital who were sick of or died from. And all of a sudden, people are going, wait a minute, wait a minute, we lost jobs over that? We rushed this, this solution to market over that? And more people are now dying from the solution than the problem? Wait, What? Yeah, that's the kind of storytelling that erodes trust in your organization, in your family, in your immediate relationships, and in the world at large. That trust is being lost across the board. You think I'm kidding? Just try having a serious conversation with someone and explaining to them a new idea, a new innovative idea, and I don't care what the topic is an innovative idea about technologies, about software applications, about global politics, about banking policies. Anything that seems like they're not personally familiar with it seems so fanciful, you must be making it up. They don't just want evidence. They want all the evidence in the world, and they probably won't trust the evidence. Now, what does that mean for you as a leader? Well, it means that you as a leader are going to have to build trust, know, like, and trust, by telling stories that have significant credibility. Not just credibility that you're credible, but credibility that says that there's something just innately true about this story. I don't just hear the word wolf. I can smell the wolf. I can feel the heartbeat of the wolf. I can feel him breathing down my neck. This is not some fantastic made-up story. This is a real problem that also has a real solution. A solution that's not just conjecture. It's a solution that's actually worked before. You'll think back to the werewolf movies way back when. The werewolf could only be killed by one thing. Do you remember what it was? There was only one solution to an actual werewolf. What was it? It was kind of like the vampire. There's only one way to kill a vampire, The vampire only died with a wooden cross, but they had problems with mirrors and garlic and weird things like that. With the werewolf, you could only cure the werewolf with a silver bullet. Not a copper bullet, not a brass bullet, it had to be a silver bullet, and it had to be real silver, not just silver colored. See, there was a real problem and a real solution, and that real solution was a one-off solution, but that one-off solution, it was the only one that worked, but it worked every single time. See, the challenge a lot of leaders have today is they want to tell a story, but the solution is as ambiguous as the problem. I don't really know what the problem is that I solve, but I sure have a story to get you to buy my product. Follow the problem? There are a lot of leaders who have eroded trust by telling stories that simply weren't true. Telling stories that sound like a fantastic, fanciful imagination And maybe even there are stories that are well-told. A well-crafted, well-told story can still be fiction. But if what you're offering is a solution to a problem, if what you're asking for is that people would trust you, if you're asking people to genuinely follow you down a path that may include risk, it may include investment, but it will absolutely include a payoff, then you're going to have to build stories that demonstrate that you are trustworthy. That you've identified the problem they need solved and you've found the one silver bullet solution that will actually take that problem out. You don't have time to be playing games with other people's stories, telling anecdotes and jokes that other people have written and made up, delivering stories with a bad punchline, quoting people and misquoting them out while you do it. No, you need to take the time as a leader to craft the stories that tell the truth about the history that you've been through. Yes, Sometimes the vulnerability of telling the truth of your failure is absolutely critical. You don't want to live there, but it's not a problem to go there. As long as, once again, you can identify the problem and present a viable, duplicatable, reusable solution. The silver bullet. It has to be a silver bullet, but the silver bullet works every time. If you have solutions to problems that people are struggling with and you lead people, you need to present those solutions grounded in stories that start and end in truth. You don't have time to be making things up. Our world is weary. The trust is eroded already. Be one of the leaders who tells the story that is fact-based truth-based, and it can be checked out. Because I'll guarantee you, if you've got an idea these days, the fact-checkers are hunting you down to make sure that whether you agree with them or not, they can prove it. Take the time to tell stories that are based in truth, not just stories that sound good when they're told. I'm J. Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith family and freedom
1: hi my name is take in Jay Lauren's Story Power Masterclass. It was amazing. I took away so much information. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many, many years ago is the call to action. I will use that with every speaking engagement, and I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings, and he is a true professional, and I know this might sound weird but i've been taking certifications in different classes over the years and lauren is not boring i can't even believe i got here at nine and then the class went by so fast that i was like it's time to go already and i was shocked that it was time to go already so it's an awesome class you're going to enjoy it i promise lauren is a master teacher on storytelling and I learned so much. Um, I'm really gonna have to sit down and go back through everything, and
0: I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time.